The Frozen North, episode 87! Is this the real life? Hello and welcome to episode number 87 of the Frozen North Gaming Podcast. My name is JJ and I'm here with my friend Mark. Howdy y'all! I'm checking in from the actual reality because I'm here in person. That's a solid... I was going to say something that didn't make sense. True. I changed I'm it. pretty sure you said something that didn't really make sense. So, I mean, it made sense. I'm in actual reality I'm, right now, JJ. You, you are. Are you disputing that? I'm not disputing that. You got me. <laughs> you got me. I can't. Wait, you. unless you're tricking me. Well, you know, you, you'll never, well, you'll know eventually. Is this the real life? Or is this just fantasy? That's less than 15 there seconds, right? Fair yeah. use. We're good. We're good. We're yeah. Good. We're cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? Uh, we're here to talk about video games. Well, uh, what's going on is that we're here to talk about video games. That is great. Uh, I really appreciate you just repeating. You know, that's I... Help have officially received my HTC Vive, and I've been experiencing virtual reality, and it's pretty great. Yeah, except you didn't let me come over today and try it out. Well, I was still working out some issues that I was having with it. I feel like that's an excuse, and you just wanted to hog it to yourself? Well, I mean, I I cannot tell a lie. I did want to hog it. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest. I can't fault you for that. Uh, So is it pretty cool, though? It is. It's very cool. We've said it before, but like it's impossible to describe what it is without actually experiencing it. Sure. What I will say is, things just work the way they should. Like the the, the promise that the Wii had and the Kinect had for motion controls, right? In virtual reality, it actually just works the way it should. Like uh, I was playing Job Simulator and I needed to get some ingredients from the bottom are. shelf. Of, it's you know, it's a good, it's a fun game. Yeah. You- but I needed job some... simulator would be a fun game. No, I have no doubt. No doubt about that. Uh, anyway. Well, Mark I... came over today, and the first thing I said to him, I was like, I saw you playing job simulator. You realize you can, like, you know, do that in real life where it's not, you know, fake and actually, like, Yeah, progress. but you don't have hilarious uh, quips and jokes. If you want to clean my apartment, I will more than happily stand behind you and, like, do hilarious quips. Will you entertain me constantly absolutely while, while you're cleaning my apartment absolutely i would do it you'll tell me so many great jokes totally yeah. all right deal maybe you're cleaning my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no i i needed to get some ingredients off the bottom shelf of the fridge so i leaned down and i reached into the virtual fridge and i picked up the objects with my hands in a video game it's pretty solid yeah I think, because, I mean, to me, like, just the activities you're describing just sound so mundane and kind of, like, sweet. Mm-hmm. You're picking stuff up in a video game. Great. Whatever. Oh, it's it's certainly early days. But, like... Most and, of the games are... Oh, go ahead. But, like, like you just said, like, every single video that I've watched online, people, first reactions and that kind of stuff, it doesn't even seem to matter what game they're playing. Yeah. The first time they step into it, they're like, holy crap. This is, you know, you're there. It works. So, I think, I think that's kind of cool. And I, uh... Can't wait to try it myself. Yeah. I, I was earlier. I was playing uh, 
I don't know what it's called. It's a it's a parody of a real arcade game, except it's in virtual reality. And basically, right. what you do is you're holding a spaceship from like an old arcade game, and there's these ships spawning around in the room, shooting lasers at you and stuff. And you can like move the ship around with your hand, and point at guys and shoot at them. And so it's like a bullet hell kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I was I started feeling like you know what, there's so many bolts coming at me. I'll just step over to the other side of the room where there's no bullets and continue shooting everyone. <laughs> well, I imagine sometime in the future, uh, near future, I would I would guess we're probably going to do an episode like on VR once uh, mm-hmm. you know we get some more games. You guys get a little more experience, and you know Brian and I have had the chance to try it out as well. Yeah. Um, anything else you've been playing? Um. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me just get the gears turning here. I beat Uncharted one. I beat this before the last episode, but I wasn't nice. here. Uncharted 1's done, and I'm two-thirds, maybe a little bit farther, in Uncharted 2. So I should be finished with that relatively soon as well. Do you think it's better than the uh, the original version? Because you're playing the remastered. Uh, the Nathan Drake Well, collection. it has the super easy <laughs> Well, I was going to say, because you hated the controls prior. Yeah. You hated the, the bullet sponge enemies and stuff. Now that mm-hmm. you can play it like how you want to play it. Yeah, I can. I I just blaze through everything and cool. get to enjoy the plot. And the platforming is basically untouched, which is fine because the platforming was never the problem. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it. And then I touched. I just touched Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. Got into it just a little bit. You finish it in time. We got two and a half, three time. weeks. Oh boy. Although I have VR. Yeah, I know. I'll get it. I'll get it done. The only reason you're gonna finish, you're gonna get there in time, is because of a three times speed or whatever it is that you can exactly. speed up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you're lucky we're playing that game. Uh, so, I have been playing uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. After our last nice. episode, I was just so hopped up on Star Wars and wanted to want to play those games again that I said to to Brian Brandon, I was like, "Hey, you guys want to like Saturday?" play star wars online again and they're like that sounds awesome so we played like all day saturday and been hopping on uh ever since every now and then um just you know getting a little bit because once you have a, a max level well not i say max level character but i had a max level character not max level anymore because they've upped it since uh but i was able to get legacy on that which basically gives you a bunch of bonuses to new characters you create and whatnot uh but it made leveling super fast so i'm like just really high level and you know only like halfway done with the story so it's it's i'm just blazing through it and it's really nice because i don't have to worry about grinding for experience and doing tons of side stuff i can just enjoy the story because i'm doing it on a new character i'm playing an imperial agent um brian's doing the same thing for some reason he's playing the same character though I'm not sure on that but he likes it it's so. kind of weird yeah um but uh yeah we're having a good time with that i uh i played a little bit of final fantasy 11 again uh, and I finished the Chains of Promethea expansion, finally. It's like 10 years in the making for me. Uh, <laughs> but, like, um, and I've also been playing Final Fantasy IX. Uh, why have we been playing Final Fantasy IX, Mark? We've been playing Final Fantasy IX because it's a really good game. A, thank you for answering it. Also <laughs> because <laughs> we're doing a video game book club, JJ. We are. Uh, if you are subscribed to our feed or you follow us on iTunes, uh and uh, YouTube, you can see the, uh, it's like a 10 minute video that we put up there about our intro to our video game book club side podcast. Basically we're going to be playing through final fantasy nine. It's uh, me, Mark and two other people from Mark's other show, the fool's lantern. We got Shanna and tank 
And we talked a little bit about our history with the game uh, or lack of history with Shanna. It's her first time playing, which, you know, I'm really yeah. excited to hear what she thinks. And uh, kind of, you know, what, what we're hoping to get out of doing this uh, this podcast. So, uh, real quick, I'm going to actually just go ahead and play that spot for you now so you know what to expect. Um, so, uh, go ahead and here it is. What's up, everybody? It's JJ here from the Frozen North Podcast. Uh, this is not going to be a regular episode. Actually, this is going to be the long overdue and uh, promised for a while video game book club. Mark is actually sitting here with me right now. Howdy, Mark. Howdy, y'all. See, it's it's a lot more tame. We're a lot more. Well, they already heard me scream it earlier in the episode. True enough. True enough. Uh, although I'm also going to be releasing this by itself. Well, they lost the they, they missed out. So do what they have scream. heard you do it, do it before. You want me to do it? Do it. How do y'all? Ouch! Is. That is worse in body. person. He's standing up, so it's like it actually. He's able to. <laughs> I think that's know, allowed the I've diaphragm. It. That's impressive. That's, uh-huh. That was good. Uh, so the main reason we haven't been able to do the uh, the video game book club so far, which officially is what we're going to call it, the VGBC, is because we've been waiting for the freaking game to come out. They've been promising that Final Fantasy IX is going to be coming out at the beginning of this year, and promising, and promising, and promising, and promising, and finally it came out! Hey, Whoa. It's here! So... Before Christ, This right? is basically going to be... Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> This is basically going to be a just a quick rundown of how the show is going to work and uh, and and how we're going to be playing through this game. Um, if we do any games in the future, you know, it depends on, you know, the feedback we get and, and how it uh, how it all pans out. But we just it, we love this game so much that we just want if to we don't do it, it in the future. It's your fault. Yes. hundred percent. You're the listener. Wow. Yeah. Mark so you just... better get on it. Listener. <laughs> Five uh, stars. So basically what's going to happen is we are going to uh, play through about half the game um and i want to make this clear so everybody knows where to stop the black mage village when you get there if you've never played the game you'll know it when you get there just the black mage village that's where you want to stop that's where we are going to stop when you get there or when you're done with the first scene there i would say when you get there okay just right when you get there you'll get into the to the village and find a save point save it boom turn it off i mean you play more if you want to it's not gonna do anything but we're not going to talk about anything beyond that that's Um, cheating you get an F if you do that. <laughs> so one month from now, uh, we're recording this on May 1st. Hopefully I can have this out tonight. But uh, one month from now, so what, June 4th? June 4th. 4th or 5th uh, is when we're going to be recording the actual first official episode of this where we talk about the beginning of the game all the way up to there. Um, and that's pretty much going to be it. We're going to go hopefully go over some characters. We're going to go over you know the story and what we think about it, uh, battle system, just kind of rip this game apart in a good way because you know it's fantastic uh so what i'd like to do right now though uh because there's there's a couple of voices that you just heard that you may not have may not recognize unless you listen to mark's show on a regular basis as well the fool's lantern go check it out uh good (laughs) it's okay (laughs) first as i said to my right is uh is mark mark uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what about your history with final fantasy 9 man let me tell you Final- <laughs> wow! I don't even know what to do now. Uh, <laughs> Final I just told Fantasy- you what to do. Final Fantasy Nine, as most people know, is the third 3D iteration of the Final Fantasy series, mm-hmm. and probably the first one in the series that went back to the roots of what Final Fantasy always was. So it'll hold a dear place. Well, probably the only 3D Final Fantasy that has any of those roots in it, really. Well, the the founder, mm-hmm. uh, the father of the series, Hironobu Sakaguchi, has said this is his favorite in the entire series. Yeah, this was and his. His basically Final be. Fantasy Swan song. I, I feel like all of the other ones since then have sort of gone the Final Fantasy VIII route. Yeah. 
with that weird not necessarily realism. bad but very very different from yeah. you know what made the other final fantasies final fantasy exactly this one is just it's storybook-esque and it's, i remember yeah, it was very fairy taleish. probably one of the last games i bought for the playstation mm-hmm. and it was uh, a great way to go out but it's been a long time since i've played it so i'm super excited definitely cool glad to have you aboard sir always a pleasure He's that place for radio, right? right? That's yep. weird. Oh seven. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. And sitting across from me and to my left is Shanna. What? You're okay, to my I... left. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went out of order. <laughs> I'm confused. Why? Well, normally, because normally I go like this. This. Oh, but I figured I'd introduce him first. So no worries. You know, I'm here. I'm ready to make all your listeners extremely pissed off because <laughs> wow. I've never played a Final Fantasy game. So I don't have any nostalgia factor going into this. This is going to be totally brand new for me. I think that's good, though. I think it's be great. Be ready for some controversial opinions, I'm sure. The only Final Fantasy game I've ever played is Ten Two, and I hated it and stopped playing it. Everyone hates it. <laughs> you know what? Playing. Go ahead and compare this game to that one. Okay. All right. I'll keep Final Fantasy Ten Two in my head while I'm playing Final Fantasy Nine. And just think to yourself, what can I do for you? Yes. So I'm excited. Hopefully I don't say anything too stupid or ignorant about Final Fantasy while we're reviewing, but that's what I'm here and for. We're just talking right? about the game. Yeah. So cool. cool. Glad to have you aboard. Yes. And saving the best for last. Oh yay. Aww. See how I fixed that? See? Nice. Tank. Hi, I'm Tank. Uh yeah, I've played I think every Final Fantasy, except the MMOs. I've not played those. Hmm. Um, and 13, because why bother? Um, <laughs> yeah, agreed. But, uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy IX is absolutely my favorite of the entire lot. <clears throat> like, mm-hmm. like uh, you said, like Sakaguchi said, like it's all of the ideas are distilled perfectly. Like the character classes, the ability system, the the world, the feel of it, the plot of the story is. It's a perfect balance of character and political and big picture stuff. It's just it's. Very well done from beginning to end. It's got amazing high points, amazing low points. I love it. I love it. There so really is something for everybody in that game, yeah. too. 100%. Uh, and even the mini games are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, although I will confess I never did get too deep into the Chocobo hot and cold, whatever it is. I did all of that. Uh, <laughs> are you guys going to get all the like the best prize you can get from jump roping? I never uh, did that one. I think like... I think I've gotten a hundred once. <laughs> the timing stays the same, right? It's just like, it, it goes a little bit quicker, but then uh, eventually it plateaus. So I was going to say, if like, I remember if you could get like an auto clicker or something, just to be like, just hit it yeah. at right the right time. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like the lightning mini game in Final Fantasy X. I did that once. I dodged two hundred lightning bolts in a row. Whoa! And I never, oh boy, I never want that. I'm playing in through my ten right again. now again, and I'm just. Because now they have trophies in there, so right. I'm like, oh, I gotta do right? the trophies. So but it feels like, hard, it feels harder on the PS4 version. Oh, great! Because I think there's like the HD TV lag plus wireless controller lag. So like, <laughs> I'm it makes it amazing. This even it's more now. that much more precise. Uh, so, uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, and glad to have you aboard, Tank. Um, as for here. me, I, I I mean, you've heard the episode where we did our top five games, uh, and this one sneaked on there, um, knocked down seven actually. I love this game, hands down. I, I've got the nostalgia factor 100%. And I, the funny thing is, I didn't even know this game had come out when it came out. Because it was you know right after Final Fantasy VIII and got mixed reactions on that game. I liked it, but a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there really wasn't as much coverage and, and as much uh, news 
pushing this one out. So I saw it in a store one day, and I was like, holy crap, when did the ninth one come out? Because, you know, I'd been a fan for a long time. Played it, and I know the moment that I got hooked. It was the opening scene in the forest, the petrified forest. That mm-hmm. whole sequence at the end of it. I'm not going to spoil anything, but, like, the whole movie scene yeah. when you're when you're leaving it. Uh, just I was like, wow, this is this is far above and beyond anything I've seen so and far. And it's like what thirty five minutes into the game. Yep, just yeah, taking the lid off. It was it was just unbelievable. So yeah, we're I, needless to say, we're all really excited to, to try this out, and I'm excited to hear what Shanna has to yeah, say. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm I don't know, maybe it'll hold up. Maybe nostalgia has no factor in how good it is, but we'll see. Also, yeah. I played the first like hour or so a couple months ago. Um, right when we first started talking about this, because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I need to play that again now. <laughs> um, and it's still, like, I, I'm definitely sensitive to games not holding up well and not aging, and it's still, I just, I get sucked right back into it. Awesome. I'm so, excited, definitely. then. Uh, another big reason we picked this game is because it's so accessible at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, it finally released on Steam, so you can play it on your PC, you can play it on your PS3, you can play it on your PS1, you can play it on your Vita, PSP, all that stuff. Um, so it's really, really not tough to get a hold of. Um, and if you're somebody like Mark, who has played through it and run the gauntlet and beat it it's on, on its own, too. and hates... Oh, and it's on Android. Challenge. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and wants you know, to just relax while he's Just wants to roll through and enjoy the story. The Steam version has a bunch of new features that, you know, allow for max damage with every hit and turning off random encounters. and Speed mode. Speed mode. Um, so it's, you know, you'll, you'll have a bit of an easier time right there. I honestly... I'm probably just going to play it on my Vita and just enjoy the... Because even if I played it on Steam, I wouldn't have all that stuff on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I love this game so much. And I, I love the combat. I love grinding and, and stuff. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, I mean, like I said, play up to the Black Mage Village. That's when we're going to start. That's going to be our first episode. And, I mean, shoot, it's going to be recorded. It's going to be on iTunes. So if you don't get there when we get there don't listen to the episode yet yeah. just finish it and then listen to it just favorite it like five star give a good comment on <laughs> exactly. it exactly and then exactly. just listen to it whenever you want <laughs> like subscribe and share yeah absolutely um and then afterwards uh a month later we will go ahead and do the uh the second part of the game so we'll uh we'll talk about that then as well so anybody else have anything else uh this is going to be short and sweet so i just kind of wanted to get everybody introduced and let everybody know that we're starting so well, this is the first time I've been on this podcast sober, so that's kind of a nice experience for me. I've been on a few side quests that have been a little Shannon, bit sloppy. Nobody could tell. <laughs> sure, that's that's true. But anywho, I'm excited. Amazing. Amazing. Um, all right. Well, with that, uh, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we definitely look forward to playing the game, and hope you will play along with us. Uh, my name is JJ. My name's Mark. Shanna's here. And I'm Tank. (laughs) All right. We'll see you then. So there you have it. There is a pretty good explanation on uh, what our video game book club is going to be. So play up to that Black Mage Village if you want to play along Uh, with us. Oh, yeah. And again, that will be released separate from our main Frozen North episodes. So um, I I would say freaking go listen to it on YouTube because we could use some more traffic over there. So... Right, Mark? Absolutely. There you go. We need to get that going. All right. Uh, If you want to listen to it on iTunes, that's fine. No. If you want to be a part of the crowd, you know, if you want to be... That's uh, that's a little passe you want to be conformist, you know, everybody is listening to our stuff on iTunes. That's not true at all. (laughs) All right, contributor question. So last week, well, two weeks ago, we asked, uh, when do you consider a game to be complete? We got a few responses, and... 
I knew this. This was actually something back when we did like the uh, the biweekly questions, like year years ago. It was years ago, actually. And there was a running joke about uh, Brian when he had uh, quote unquote perfected Kingdom Hearts. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> so you'll definitely hear that in these uh, in these responses. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll go ahead and play that for right now. And uh, so contributors, when do you consider a game to be complete? Hey guys, it's Brian. Um, I'm going to contribute to this week's question of um, when do you consider a game complete? Uh, Super simple, 23%, put the game away. Thanks. I'm just kidding. A little inside joke there. Uh, If you've been listening to the show, you'll know why that's an inside joke. No, uh, I... Personally, for me, when a game is complete, I am super story-focused, so I need to experience all of the narrative. Um, for example, in Bloodborne, um, there is a good, there's a a, a a bad ending, a good, just a normal ending, and then there's a hidden ending where you fight a secret boss and get that that best ending. I want the most amount of narrative. Now, that said, I don't go back and replay games to see branching endings. I leave my ending as it is, because I feel like if you go back and replay it and you just get see all the endings, that, that one experience wasn't yours. Like Mass Effect, I always pick green. I've never picked red or blue. If you played Mass Effect 3, you know what I'm talking about. I always like to, you know, if it's just branching endings and there's not secret endings. Um, Kingdom Hearts is a good example. I don't need to collect everything and get 100% completion. If it doesn't have anything to do with the story or narrative, like if it's Assassin's Creed and I just need to go collect flags to get an achievement and has nothing to do with the narrative, I will skip it. Um, Now, if it's like, hey, collect all the 101 Dalmatians, uh, get this done and do this in um, Kingdom Hearts to get the secret ending at the end of the game, I will because the secret ending is more of the narrative. So that's kind of my whole thing is I want the narrative, I want the full breadth of the narrative. If I have to collect like audio files to get all the narrative, I will do that because um, audio files enhance the narrative. So that's really mine. Uh, it, it varies from game to game. Obviously, if the game's not story heavy, I just beat the game or play a little bit of multiplayer or whatever uh, and then put it up on the shelf. So, yep, uh, for me, I have to see all the narrative um, and get the full breadth of the story because I'm a glutton for that story, guys. Uh, but that's my answer. I hope you enjoyed it. And if it wasn't the best answer here, then you sir have bad opinions hey guys mark the machine here when is a game complete i'm going to give the classic answer i am not a completionist i just want to make sure that i finish the prescribed storyline in a game me personally i've got such a big backlog i kind of don't want to do all of the 100 percent completion stuff more often than not i find it tedious why finding all of the flags or puzzle pieces or gemstones or what have you i don't get much out of it even the unlockable costumes and stuff like that in games that that dangle the carrot in front of you as the reward doesn't really appeal to me it's more of getting through the experience of the game and if you're fortunate enough to get on to the next one because frankly we live in a very busy world and you just got to keep gaming thanks guys Hey everyone, it's your favorite bro gamer Brandon here, just uh, popping in to answer a question that is very near and dear to my heart. When do you consider a game complete? So, in my opinion, and I believe it is the correct opinion, a game is complete when it is 100% done, Brian. 
A hundred percent. That means you get all the achievements or trophies. That means when you go to your little statistics, it says one zero zero percent mark. None of this twenty three percent. Yeah, but I finished the story. The story is not the whole game. It is not complete. It is not finished. You need to be able to do everything that the game offers you to do, and that's when you consider it complete. And if it's an online multiplayer game, you can still quote-unquote complete it, I guess, if you unlock everything that there is to unlock. As long as there is a statistic and it says 100% done, then you are done with the game. Anything less does not count. Anything less just means you haven't finished the game yet, and that's all there is to it. Thanks for listening, and I'm right. And we're back. Oh, man, Brandon just, just calling out Brian for that 23%. For those of you who, who might be newer listeners to the show, I'll, I'll give you a quick brief explanation of what that was. Uh, our, we have, like, obviously this is episode 87, so we've been doing this for a while now. Um, but a few years ago, we did one where Brian came on the show and we were, we were doing, you know, what you've been playing. And he was talking about how he was playing uh, the new remastered Kingdom Hearts on PS3. And he was like... His exact words were, I played Kingdom Hearts and I perfected it. And we're like, okay, you know, we just took it at face value and whatever. Well, so I think I think it was me. I was looking at his trophies that night and I noticed it said 23% next to his trophies. And I'm like, well, that's weird. He said he perfected it. Whoops. So, like, I... I he, he proved that he actually did everything he could have. No, no, absolutely. You know, and he's... Brian's, Brian's not a liar. He's an exaggerator, but he's not a liar. True. So I was like, I go, I go, uh... Hey, dude, how come it says 23% on here? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, because you said you perfected it. And he's like, what well, did? We're like, what? 23% is not perfect. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's that's what I call perfect. I got the perfect ending. And we're like, well, yeah, but the, you, you said you perfected it, which alludes to, you know, and it was just this whole thing. And he kept trying to, like, go to people and say, like, you know, if I said I perfected this game, what would you consider that? And everybody gave him the same answer. Like, well, it means you did everything. You got all the achievements and all this stuff. He's like, yeah, what if you get just the perfect ending? No, no, that's not. Whoops. That's not perfect. And it was just hilarious watching him squirm with it. And it's been a running joke ever since. Because he, he got all the collectibles and everything. He just didn't do all the multiple. He he got whatever the best ending was. And that's what he considered, you mm-hmm. know, the, the perfect ending is what he what he called it and what he meant by it. Um, it was just it was just funny because he was just squirming, which is hilarious to me. So, <laughs> and that's what Brandon was uh, was giving him crap about as well. I, was, I, I enjoyed that. There was I a little did, fire too. in uh, Brandon's voice. Yep, me too. I I honestly am on the same page as uh, as the machine and uh, and Brian. Yeah, I don't need to necessarily do everything in a game. Um, I am happy just going through doing the story and then calling it good. I feel like I, I finished that game at that point. Is that yeah? That's kind of where you're sitting too. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not going to do every mission. I'll do every mission I have to do to not cause my girlfriend's race to become extinct. <laughs> but and I'll go back and fix it if I mess that up. <laughs> you referring to when you felt violently ill after yes. your Mass Effect playthrough? Yeah. yeah. Well, when I killed everybody in Tally's race. <laughs> Whoops. Oh man. <laughs> Wait a minute. So. Isn't isn't getting whacked? Sl- getting whacked is slang, right? For killing someone. Yes. So were you a tally whacker? I was. Boom! See what it did there. What it did I there? was. Except I didn't kill her. She committed suicide <laughs> oh, right. because of my actions. But your actions, like indirectly, made her do that. So yes. you could still technically be blamed for that. 
So you murder, oh. you murder his bastard. I have so many scars from the show. Unbelievable. <laughs> Man. So cool. All right. Well, appreciate you guys for uh, for sending those submissions. Uh, the next one's going to be really cool. I, I'm excited to hear about uh, the responses we get on that one. Uh, listen to the end of the show for that one. Next, we got Brian up in the newsroom hitting us with some news. Oh, yeah. Brian, take it away, sir. Hey guys, it's Brian with your Frozen North news update. Uh, Going to be short and sweet. Let's get right into it. All right, so uh, the first two pieces of uh, news I'm going to kind of lump together because they're two games that are super similar. Um, Battlefield and Call of Duty both got announced, and they both have interesting little tidbits about them. Um, not everybody's bro gamer and bro gamer or appreciates those games, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about it anyway because it did make huge waves in the gaming community. Um, first, uh, Call of Duty uh, Infinite Warfare got announced. Uh, it's set in the very far future. Um, looks like space battles are involved, uh, and you know, but typical Call of Duty uh, set pieces and and you know, action-packed you know Michael Bay movie stuff. However, there's a really interesting move that uh, Infinity War and Activision did. Um, one of the best games in the uh, Call of Duty series is considered uh, modern uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. They are packaging a remastered version of that in the Call of Duty Infinite um, bundle. Uh, the gaming community is a little upset because you cannot buy it separately. You have to buy the uh, $79.99 bundle uh, it's like the Elite Edition um, of Call of Duty Infinite to get that uh, version of the game. Uh, and as that is one of the most beloved, uh, you know, that's that's very similar to if they, if Square, Square Enix said, hey, that Final Fantasy VII remaster's coming. Here's the catch. Gotta buy Final Fantasy sixteen. Kind of one of those things where it's like, well, okay. You know, I mean, people are going to do it, but that was a very interesting move. It looks like it's going to uh, drive sales up pretty greatly of the uh, Call of Duty Infinite um, or Infinite Call of Duty Infinite Warfare uh, in this numbers. So that was a little interesting bit of news. Um, not sure what side of the fence you are on. I mean, I, I really don't care. I don't necessarily play a lot of Call of Duties, and if I do play them, I just play them for the campaign because I'm a weirdo like that. Uh, and the next one, Battlefield. Obviously, this is going to be more of a just kind of interesting um, little little factoid. It is set in the uh, World War One era. This should be interesting, as World War One typically gets overlooked when making video games, because as we all know, uh, or at least we should know, if you took a history class, World War One largely took place in trenches. Uh, the technology wasn't quite... Uh, it was kind of transitioning from you, you had your, you know, um, Civil War battle lines to more of a tactical modern war that we see now is kind of in between, so you had these awkward, like, you know, trench battles where, you you know, your guns weren't super rangy, so you had to stay kind of close. In- in- interesting uh, tidbit, there are vehicles in World War One. there are uh, obviously blimps, and there were rudimentary tanks and planes, so obviously the battlefield can, can u- utilize that as they're known for their vehicles. I have a feeling they're going to have to kind of take a little bit of liberties with World War One to make an interesting video game out of that war. Um, it's a that war is uh, notorious for being just ugly. Um, tons of disease, mustard gas, just a, a very dirty, downright low-down war that was. So interesting that they're uh, actually uh, tack, Battlefield's actually tackling that uh, that era, which is pretty neat. 
Uh, and then the last bit of news, uh, shifting over to a little bit of weird news, Nintendo, just a few of the moves that they're making. They kind of announced their E3 lineup. So this 2016 year is looking to be one of the toughest years Nintendo's ever faced. Um, as you guys know, they pushed uh, Zelda, Zelda Wii U out back to next year, and they are planning on releasing that with the NX, so you can imagine that. Nintendo's not going to have a big presence in 2016. They are releasing a few games, uh, but there are really no huge sellers on the list for Nintendo. Um, And another weird, weird decision they made is the only thing that they are showing at E3, I mean, I'm sure they'll show some some 3DS stuff, um, but they are not talking about the NX at all, period. You will not see or hear anything about the NX at E3. Okay, we know they do direct, but they plan to do that and reveal the NX stuff later on in the year, like closer to uh, September, October, which is just weird. They need to get in front of this. Um, you know, I think we you owners at this point are kind of feeling a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say betrayed, but like, come on, Nintendo, give me something. What can I look forward to at the NX? Well, you're not going to get anything about it at E3. They will have a playable uh, Zelda Wii U uh, game there, but it'll be only the Wii U version. Um, we'll see zero on the NX, which is kind of disappointing. I mean, I this is going to be a really rough year for Nintendo. I, I really hope they play this NX thing right. I think if this NX fails, uh, you might see Nintendo have a drastic shift in their, you know, in their, uh, I guess, business model because uh, a company can't last too long on on pretty terrible years, so we'll see. I hope Nintendo does great, uh, but they really, 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 in my opinion, need to start to get people excited about the NX. Way too many questions, not enough facts. Uh, I think Nintendo needs to just uh, bite the bullet and start talking a little bit about it if they can. Uh, Anyway, that's your news. Uh, This is Brian. Uh, Mark, play more games. Actually, Mark's got VR now, so Mark does not need real... uh, real reality anymore. So Mark is gone. He's in his virtual space. Uh, We wish him well in this virtual world, and he got his vibe the other day, and it's very exciting. So um, anyway, guys, this is Brian signing off with your news. Thanks for listening. Back to you guys. And we're back. Thank you, Brian, very much for the uh, colorful insight and news, as always. I got to say, honestly, I'm excited for Battlefield 1. I think it actually looks cool. I I have always been fascinated by World War One. Yeah. Um, growing up with my dad, he was always a big history buff, and so I became one. And like we always just talked about like you know World War Two, World War One, the Civil War. Uh, just very very. I don't even know how to describe it. Just historical battles we were really, really into. Mm-hmm. And there's really not a lot of there's not a lot of movies on World War One. There's certainly not a lot of games on World War One. But it was definitely just some of the most horrific ways of fighting that has ever yeah. occurred uh, throughout human history. And if it looks, you know, if the game is anything like what the trailer shows, I'm super excited for it. You know, the aerial battles they have, the Zeppelins, uh, trench warfare, obviously. You know, I, I, it just, it's just fascinating to me. Definitely. You know? And people are tired of, uh, well, <laughs> maybe I'm speaking for everyone out of turn but i feel like people are getting tired of the ultra realistic modern warfare fps games well we had so many of them yeah and with call of duty uh from what i from what i've seen online and everything people are not happy with what they've seen out of the new one that's coming out a because they they you know they want the remastered modern warfare right they don't want to have to pay eighty dollars 
to get it, which to me is crazy. You know, why it is. You just it's sell stupid. it separately? Uh, you know, sell each game separately, then sell them together, you know, for some sort of a discounted rate or something like that. Um, so I, I, I don't know the thinking behind that. And the reason I have a feeling that this Call of Duty is going to be bad, well, two reasons actually. One is because I think it looks cool. And generally, if I go. think a Call of Duty game looks cool, that means that the masses probably don't. <laughs> so just because I'm like, oh, sweet, space battles. That wasn't in Battlefront. So, whoops, you know, like I, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, but, uh, the, you know, they, they want that historical stuff. They want the, the World War Two. Yeah. They want the old school stuff that they've they had years ago um, because they've had, like you said, all these modern games that have been coming out. Um, think about the last time we had World War Two games. Video games could not do what they did now, what, what yeah. they do now. The, the the engines were fairly basic. Absolutely. So the, the level of cinematic portrayal of these wars is going to be insane. Definitely. Like, you see in the trailer the Zeppelins flying overhead. Yes. Yeah. Go watch the trailer if you haven't. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks really cool. Um, and also because, you know, the people that are the big Call of Duty fans are literally going to Twitter and doing hashtag RIP COD. So, like, that right there, whoops, you know, there's there's a lot of people who are unhappy by it. I don't know. I mean, it's Call of Duty. It's a big name. People will still buy it. So, we'll have to wait and see what happens, uh, whether it's, you know, huge or not. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying, like, oh, look, Battlefield is actually doing what we wanted from Call of Duty. They're going back to, you know, the, the history stuff. So, either way, I, th- I think both games look kind of neat. Um, and as far as Nintendo goes, same old stuff. Really nothing nothing new there. Yeah, another little whoops there as well. I hope they get their act together and, uh, you know, said it a million times over. Still love you, Nintendo. Just, I feel like they're in their teenage years trying to figure out what the heck they want out of life. Uh, but having to deal Maybe. with all these crazy emotions and keep making stupid decisions, hopefully they learn from them. <laughs> I, mm. I don't think they're in their teenage years. I think they're going through a midlife crisis. That's probably a better way to put it. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. Good call. Good call. Solid. Mark, you're so much better at analogies than I am. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> they usually just devolve into me getting hungry for lunch. That's a very good point. All right. Uh, you know what? And I forgot to do this before when we talked about our contributor question. But if you would ever like to contribute a que- uh, an answer to our show, you can do so by sending your submission to frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website at fngaming.net. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash thefrozennorth. Our Twitter is at fnpodcast. Our blog is frozennorthpodcast.blogspot.com. Twitch.tv slash frozennorthgames. I apologize. I haven't been on there the past couple of weeks because there's something wrong with my uh, my connection and my, my PS4 camera. And I am having a total issue with my computer altogether on that. So I promise when I get that up and running again, I'll be back to Wednesday and Thursday nights between 6 and 9 p.m. Central. Um, YouTube, Frozen North Gaming. Give us some love on there. Because we're, we're, I think everybody's still pretty much just listening on uh, the other stuff. But, you know, if you're playing a PC game or something like that, throw on YouTube. Listen to us yeah. on there. And you know what? If oh. you listen... <laughs> if, <laughs> you, if you listen on iTunes, fine. That's cool. But sometimes it's just easier to click a link and grab that YouTube link and send it to a friend... So that what I'm telling you today is, if you're trying to show a friend something that we said, I mean, you, True. Can, you can link them to the, the time in the video where we're talking about the thing you want to talk about. Absolutely. Do yeah. it up. Definitely. And if you do listen on iTunes, you should be leaving us comments. Yeah, come on. Leave us comments on iTunes. Subscribe to and rate us on there. We appreciate it. 
So just let us know what you think, what you like and what you don't like. All right, we got something special for you now. Um, we uh, we did an interview with uh, an author who wrote this really sweet book that I just got done reading. Um, the author's name is Adele Jung, and we're going to go ahead and head over to uh, our past selves. Time travel. Time travel. So <laughs> here we go. Take it away. All right, we are here in the studio. Uh, again, it's me, JJ, with uh, Mark. Mark, say hi. Hello. <laughs> and uh, and Shanna. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> Shanna, as you know, is uh, also part of the uh, book club that we have started recently. And uh, she is a part of Mark's other show, The Fool's Lantern, where they talk about TV and stuff. Go check them out for sure. That Final Fantasy Nine is pretty good so far. <laughs> oh, that's not a really I, will, okay. I want to ask you about it, but save it. Save it. <laughs> save it. Save it. Okay. Uh, we're, we are actually here with uh, Miss Adele Young. She is here to talk us to us about a book that she wrote. Um, it's actually a trilogy. Uh, Adele, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Fantastic. So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually just finished your book a couple of days ago, and I, I mean, you know, I told you this off the air, but I really, really enjoyed it, and can't wait to get into uh, into it and tell people about it, and uh, hopefully, you know, get people to get you some some. Uh, what get on that? Amazon, get them I, yes. some readers. I guess I was—I yeah, almost readers. said customers. I was like, oh, that just sounds stupid. Readers, <laughs> readers, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, you know, obviously, we, we just mentioned you wrote this book, and uh, what else? So, what can you tell us a little bit about yourself, and you know, what you do, that kind of stuff? Well, my name is Adele Young. I am the author of the Cycle of the Six Moons trilogy. I currently have two books out right now: the Starry Summer and an Eclipsing Autumn. The third book, the final book in the trilogy, obviously, is uh, the Last Winter Moon, and that'll be due out sometime later this year. Um, I still got to do some edits on it and stuff like that. So I'm also a voice actress, and um, I've done some voices for some indie games, and I've also done some voice acted teaser trailers for the the books and those are online as well oh awesome cool uh so if the third book is like you're kind of doing editing and stuff does that mean it's like the the rough draft is totally finished yeah it's been done for a few years actually uh oh, man. but uh <laughs> i'm just like going back and doing the po- uh, finishing polishing touches and just adding a little more details here and there cool heck yeah I definitely cannot wait to uh, finally get some questions answered. I know we've talked a little bit on Facebook, and I was like, hey, I'm guessing this is this. But don't tell me. Don't tell me what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I really did enjoy it. All right. Uh, the book is called The Cycle of the Six Moons, The Starriest Summer. What can you tell us about the book and its plot? Uh, well, it follows a teenager named Michelle. She loves video games, and... Um, her older brother makes this device, which he tells her is a virtual reality game, and she, quote-unquote, plays it, but she falls into another world where she awakens the apocalypse, and then she finds <laughs> out that she is the goddess of that world, and so she has to use her video game uh, knowledge in order to save the world. It's awesome. Very cool. One of the things that I really liked about it was the, the references that are in there, um, and I know I brought this up when... Mark and Shannon and I were talking uh, a few mm-hmm. days ago about it. I was like, do you guys know the reference that's in the beginning of the book? And I told him about, you know, this uh, this reference to a game that I had played, uh, Earthbound, a while ago. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil it or anything like that. But I was just like, you know, seeing those those little n- bits of nostalgia for me mm-hmm. especially. I was like, dude, that's so cool. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, definitely if you're into those old school games, check it out. Because there's a lot of, it just kind of like 
you read it and you're like, ah, oh, yes, 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 somebody who appreciates the class. Yes, somebody who gets it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's some little Easter eggs in there. <laughs> Um, and one of the, one of the things that I, I really really liked about and this this speaks more to your writing as well um, and I mentioned this to you the other day Michelle the main character like she goes into this this other world and the way that it's you know laid out in the beginning you totally you know you're assuming just like she is you're she's about to play this really sweet new video game where she goes into this new world and gets to experience this and shoot right now everybody's on a VR kick anyways yeah uh, you know, with the Vive coming out and uh, the Oculus Rift and PSVR later this year so you know we've already got hype for that so this like you know you're she's describing the realism and everything like that and you are actually as the reader discovering along with her that you know is is this really just a game? Because some of this stuff is a little too freaky for me to, you know, think that like, I mean, she says it in the book. She's like, yeah, man, my brother really put some detail into this. How, how did he, you know, get this and this? And it's just, it's just really, really cool to kind of like discover along with her, uh, what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that was kind of a cool little detail. Yeah. So as JJ said, you know, there's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of like little hidden like, oh, I know that video game mm-hmm. laced throughout the book. It's clear you play video games. I happen to know you do because little secret for the listeners, me and Adele, we go way back. <laughs> Isn't that right, Adele? <laughs> yeah, like grade. more than half our life. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But yeah, for the people who don't know you as well. What are your what were your video game influences? Are would you consider yourself a gamer? What have you been playing lately? Uh, let's see. Well, currently right now I'm playing Telltale uh, Telltale's Game of Thrones. Woo! I just finished the nice. third episode uh, just a few hours ago. Um, that's my most current game. I actually. Nice. In my adult life, I don't play as many video games because I have to be responsible and actually do responsible adult things. It so um, no, I, I tell myself that I'm supposed to do the same thing. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so with I, you. I'm like, I'm very picky about games that I play nowadays. But uh, back in the day, when I had plenty of time, mm-hmm. I used to play a lot of like JRPGs, like Final Fantasy and Chrono Trigger. That's like one of my favorite games. Also, Earthbound because Earthbound is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you love those games so much you've done, like, fan dubs of those games as well. Oh, yes. I remember, and this has been going on for a long time. I remember in you high school. You with one of them. The ver- <laughs> one of your very first ones. I was a little yeah. Koopo. I yeah. remember my line. I was like, Koopo, I'm sleepy. I was terrible. <laughs> I was absolutely terrible. But now you actually have, like, good voice actor friends that, like, the amount of progress yeah. you've made in that is awesome. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, now, just, yeah. I'm picturing Shanna like practicing for hours in front of the mirror before no. she does that. <laughs> no, it was definitely not well rehearsed at all. She just like different, different voice tones. On yeah, you're like, here, come here. Here's a microphone. Here's your line. Do it. No, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. I, yeah, I'm just picturing you just in front of the mirror going, Koopo, 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 Koopo. Yeah, I just went with the first thing. Yeah, I know. I should have practiced more. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sure that video still exists somewhere. If I it find does. It. I'm sure. I'm not even sure which one it was, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. That is hysterical. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, are, are any of those games that, that you just talked about, like, I mean, clearly they're, you know, they're from your past and they, they hold great influence, but are there any that stand out? Like, what are, what are some of your favorites that really, really just, like, stuck with you your entire life? 
Oh, definitely Chrono Trigger. That's probably my favorite game of all time. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's influenced me a lot in my writing. So, like music and the characters and the plot. And um, as an adult, I find that you can speed through it quite quickly compared to yeah. when I was like a kid, and I'm like spending months on it. <laughs> The cool thing about Chrono Trigger, though, is like even if you do speed through it, you can, you know, just pick right up again from the beginning with your same levels yeah. and stats, and then go for a different ending and play. Yeah, over and over I did that recently, and I got like the fast ending, which took me like two minutes to oh. get through because I took the transporter and <laughs> <laughs> at the end of time the bucket. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I have. I I confess I've not done that one. Um, have you heard about the new game coming out from Square Enix called uh, I Am Setsuna? I have. I've seen. I said I was like uh, Chrono Trigger in the in the article titles, and I'm like, yes, I need to play this. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a spiritual successor. I'm. Oh my gosh, I am so excited because it's been so long since we've had any sort of Chrono news or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Oh, Mark just played through that game for the first time recently. Well, not recently, but like Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Oh, that was my first time. Oh, it was Brian. Yeah. Brian was the one that did it. That's right. Uh, he really liked it though. It's I've a really good game. It. Oh, I haven't played it. Shanna! It's outdated now, you know, but it's still very classic. And <laughs> Yeah. I gotta try it. Any love for uh, Chrono Cross? I love the music in that game. It's, you know, the story's a little bit weird, but mm -hmm, I, yeah. I, it has a special place in my heart as well. <laughs> the music, yeah, for sure. I mean, both both games, the music is spectacular. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely can't fault you for, uh, for liking Chrono Trigger. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we really, really appreciate you taking the time to sit down with us and just kind of go over some of the stuff. Is there anything that you have that you want to plug? Um, where where can they go to to get the book? Oh, well, you can go to my website, AdeleYoung.com. That's A-D-E-L-L-E-Y-E-U-N-G.com. And there you can find, like, synopses about the book, some artwork, and you can even check out some of the, the voice-acted teaser trailers that I made for the books. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, and I, I, again, I want to stress, like, you guys know me. Anytime we've ever plugged anything on the show, you know, I won't plug something unless I, I you know, wholeheartedly believe in it. And I, I genuinely enjoy this. Shan actually was the one that yeah. had told me that, that you had written a book. And I will confess, like, I ordered it at first because I was like, all right, well, if we're going to be talking to, to her on the show, I should probably at least get, you know, a little bit, read a couple of chapters so I know, you know, a little bit what I'm talking about. Read through the whole thing. Clearly, I liked it. So, <laughs> yeah. ended up ended Yay. up enjoying it immensely. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking up the second one. So, you know, anybody who is, is a nostalgic freak like I am, I highly, highly recommend it. Give it a shot. Uh, again, the title is The Cycle of the Six Moons, The Starriest Summer. That's book one. So, two more after that. Um, anything else that uh, that you got for our listeners at all? I think that's it. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adele. You're the best. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, all right. Well, don't hang that. up. Don't, Sorry. Yeah, don't, you don't say goodbye. That's, but... my, that's my classic. Oh. This is yeah. The last time we did an interview with somebody, I said, "All right, thank you very much." And Mark hung up, up on him afterwards. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, just stick around for a little bit. We'll we'll talk a little bit. But uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, hopefully, <laughs> people you. head over to uh, your website and uh, check it out. All right, Mark and I are back here in the studio. We've been in the studio a lot. We have quite quite a bit actually. <laughs> um, so that was that was uh, Adele Young. She man, she she's so sweet. And thank you again, Adele, for for taking the time out to to hang out with us and 
Talk yeah. to us about your book. Again, I like legitimately really enjoyed it. It was it was just a just a really fun little adventure. And uh, highly, highly encourage you to go check it out. AdeleYoung.com. A-D-E-L-L-E-Y-E-U-N-G.com. And like she said, there's a, a bunch of little snippets you can check out there and some clips and, and summaries and stuff. So I'm excited. I'm ready to jump into book two. Uh, book three on the way. Book three. Well, she said it's done. She just has to, you know, clean it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that too. Uh, but, you know, I got to obviously finish book two first. Mark, one, two, three, not one, three. <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. I forgot about that. Just, forgot. just so you're clear on this. <laughs> so definitely well, go check your... Well, I mean, I, I made that mistake with the Witcher books. Oh, did you really? I just started on the wrong one for no reason. Uh, you've been listening to the crap out of those things, too. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Interesting. Um, all right. So our contributor question for episode 88. Oh, man. Next episode is going to be a good one. It's going to be fun. I, I love doing this every year. Um, always have a good time with the with the speculation and everything. We're going to be talking E3. Um, obviously, E3 isn't here yet, but we're going to be speculating and talking about what we'd love to see there. So that's it. That's the question for episode 88. What are you hoping to see from E3 2006? Shoot us an email. Let us know. Frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Or go ahead and just record yourself doing like a one to two minute segment telling us about what you're hoping to see there. Uh, and I'll go ahead and throw it in with the uh, with the group that we get. Uh, and then we'll probably do like a top five list of what we'd like to see from uh, E3 this year, which uh, Brandon and I will be attending. So Ooh, super excited about that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, cannot wait, man. Oh, so stoked. And then when we get back, dude, right when we get back, No Man's Sky is out. So No Man's Sky. June is uh, going to be fantastic. The Witcher 3. Blood and Wine. Blood and Wine. Yeah. Probably, probably going to be out. I Am Setsuna comes out, uh, I think, in July. Mm-hmm. Um, I, dude. This year is, whoa, this year's awesome. It's, it's a pretty awesome year. I'm so excited. Uh, so I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else for uh, episode number 87? Uh, I'll see none of y'alls in the virtual realm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> nobody else has a headset. So I was going to say I'll see y'all in the virtual realm. But Tank I has a headset. I'll see Tank. In the virtual realm. Will you? Are there multiplayer games in there? Yet? Sort of. Sort of? <laughs> Does it just say tank is online? Uh, <laughs> there's a game, there's a program where you can sit in a virtual room and work on your virtual computers next to each other. <laughs> have you, dude, have you tried, uh, oh, this is going to make me sound so cheesy. Have you tried watching a movie in there yet? I watched uh, an episode of Archer in there. Is it like a virtual movie theater? Basically. I gotta get a more comfortable chair to sit on, though. Yeah, because oh. the the chair looks really comfortable when I look <laughs> at it, but I'm still just sitting on my beat up old computer chair. Can you do multiplayer on that where you're like two people sitting in the theater? Actually, yes, dude, that's so cool. Oh man, ah, uh, we need to do that for like I don't know, some, we could have a Game of Thrones night that way sometime. I love it. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, let us know next episode. What are you hoping to see from E3 2016? Well, this is the Frozen North signing off for episode number 87. My name is JJ. And I'm Mark. And as always, keep on gaming.
Our theme song was made available through the Creative Commons Attribution License by Ziphoid. The song title is Radical Fanfare. <laughs>